live right now? <laughs> I didn't know it was live. Yes, we are live right now across Instagram. No, not Instagram. I hate that. We can't there. Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. My huge Twitter. Well, hello, following. huge Twitter following. So it's just Matt. Yeah, welcome. I don't, I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you that tune into the intro, um, I've known John for what has to be almost two decades. I feel like a long time. Yeah. Long How long time. have you been originating? Uh, since 2000. Okay, so I came into business 2003. So you've been 22 years in the business. Yeah. Quick math. You're younger than I am. Yeah. Alec. Thank you. Thank you. You are. But a you, lot you look younger than me. So that's, that's yeah. a better qualification. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so for those of you that don't know John, I'll give a little bit of his bio and then we're going to ask some questions. Um, and for those of you tuning in, we really want to explore in this series or on this season of the Modeling Podcast what it takes to be a $100 million producer. Some of you know that I'm taking around 26 people on the road to 100 million. Um, which is a fascinating experiment. These people that are doing anywhere from 30 to $70 million that want to break into the $100 million club, um, we're coaching them weekly to get there. And I figure what better way to complement those training sessions than with actual originators who have done it in their career and continue to do it month in and month out. So John's a 22-year veteran. First question for you, big guy. How did you fall into mortgage? Because there's always a story. No one, graduate, uh, no one, no one goes to school to be a mortgage banker. No, no, no. My mom was a uh, savings and loan executive. For, uh, uh, can I say a name on here? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Far West Savings and Loan. Yeah. Um, and uh, she wanted me to get a job. So, <laughs> as good parents do. As good parents do. And so I said, well, okay, what, do I'm, what am I going to do? She said, well, you're going to file away files. Like, what does that entail? So, so I basically good. got thrown into a vault with mortgage files and put them away. Uh, and that was like these brutal. are closed loans. Closed loan files? Uh, those were closed. I think they were. I don't even know. Awesome. I have no idea. No clue. <laughs> Perfect. You're like, no clue. I put it here. I worked with another guy that happened to dress like Mickey Mouse every day. <laughs> and <laughs> it was interesting. So where did it go from there? Um, Obviously, you're not shipping files anymore. No, no. I went. Yeah. So I finished college and uh, my mom said, why don't you get in the mortgage business? And I said, okay, well, I don't have any experience. She said, well, there's a company out there that does 125s. You know what a 125 is? Yeah, well, so for, don't, yeah, the young children don't know. They, they don't know. They, yeah, they know 125 is. is a... Old loan. It's an old loan. From a bygone era. Yeah, and uh, so I got thrown at the wolves on a, a call center call or floor, and uh, I hated it. The boiler room, straight up boiler room? Yeah, the guys were just terrible people. yeah. yeah. I, and I say guys, cause it was mostly guys on this floor, yeah. but they were just not people I'd want to work with. So I got really turned off and got out of it. And then, uh, somehow I got thrown back in the biz. <laughs> so when would you say you started your full-time career in originating in mortgage? Uh, about, it was, well, it was still 2000, 2000. Yeah. I mean, I was in, I was in it before then, but I didn't know what I was doing. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so fast forward 20 something years. Why have you stayed? Um, I just like people, some people. It's a good answer. No, I think, I, I think it's, it's fun to like provide solutions and, you know, we all have issues out there, you know, and, and one of those issues is, you know, how to save up for a home or qualify for a house. Mm -hmm. And, and I thought it was cool. You know, I think now looking back, it was really cool helping people in families get into homes, you know, versus renting. So do you remember the first year you funded over a hundred million dollars? Um, maybe about kind of. Yeah. What, 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 when was it? Um, it was 
It was actually f- six years ago. Yeah. Yeah, six years ago. Um, so we're going to dive into what it takes to be a $100 million producer from your perspective because um, you've obviously accomplished it, and so you know kind of the ins and out of that whole thing. Um, but what do you recall? Some uh, Do you recall any major setbacks that you experienced in your origination career that you had to deal with, any breakthrough moments? Um, just getting sh- – like a lot of people were just, you know, I was going out to realtors, and they were just looking at me like I was a moron. But that's and real talk. Like, I mean, you, that's like, yeah, it was, it was, that was hard. How'd you deal with that? Uh, I didn't. I went home and cried every night. <laughs> I mean, I really like to be liked, Alec. You know that. This is really, I, this is good real talk, though, because there's people out there. I mean, so, so John, I want, I want, to, I want people to hear this comment. Um, and I've known you for a long time, so I can say it. You're a confident human being. You care about other people. And, and you got a little bit of the angel gene, meaning you're like, you're good looking. You take care of yourself. You, you got like the package. And some people don't have that. And they, they're dealing with what they got to deal with to walk into stuff. And even so, even the guy that's smart, talented, good looking is, is getting kicked in the teeth by agents, feeling the same insecurity and having to deal with it the same way any human does. I think you got to be authentic and engaging. I think that's the biggest thing. Really? I mean, you know, my wife and I were looking at an open house like two weeks ago. And I could tell this guy was a mortgage guy that came in to talk to the agent. The first thing out of his mouth was, hey, we got 30 year fixed at this. Just and throwing a raid at the guy. <laughs> I literally I almost fell on the ground hearing it. And and I was kind of excited at the same time because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what our competition is out there. You know, and that that's kind of like my sick way of thinking about it. I almost wanted to help the guy and say, Hey, listen, I like I hey, don't want to approach here. it that come way. Come here. Yeah. You might want to know, this. you know, but that that was uh I was that guy too at one point. Yeah. You know, so so how did you push through this, you know, that 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 whole awkward, insecure, difficult relationship building period? How did you deal with it? Just did it. Yeah. You just have to keep it's doing it. There's not really much of a secret, is there? There's not no secret. In fact, I'm kind of we're in a time right now where I'm going, hey, I got to get back to the simple things, Yeah, which That's is what true. we all did back in the day. You know, because I feel like we've we've convoluted everything. Like, oh, we got to do this, we got to do that, we got to do this, and really, it's just the simple things: being engaging. And really, I think where the the turning point for me was is from an old boss of mine who I really respect, Steve Glass, and he said, "Hey, Farrell, no guidelines, know your guidelines. No one knows them out there. That's going to set you apart." Mm. And that, that honestly, that was like my one secret that really helped out. That's good though. Cause you can control that. You can control, you can control what, what you learn. You can control understanding the guidelines, getting educated, exploring them intimately. You can control that. Yeah. You can't always control the market or the, where the rates are, but you can control that. Yeah. I like that. There's not much we can control in this industry. I don't think. Did you feel like you ever had a breakthrough sales moment or a relationship that broke open one time in your origination career? Uh, with, a specific person sure uh yeah jerry lamont what happened um well jerry's been in the business a long time and i know he was um I, and i know you have another person that i won't say yeah, no, it's okay but they're open. really hard to penetrate yes. and earn their trust and and um somehow well i know how but he gave me a shot and we won his relationship and that was kind of the moment where I'm like, okay, hey, I can go out and if I got Jerry, there's a lot of Jerry's out there. I can go get more Jerry's. So, so let's 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 talk through this experience with Jerry because 
um, I, I, many top originators that I've engaged with, including my own past history, had realtors that kind of broke us through in certain opportunity, gave right. us give us a shot, so to speak. Right. And then all of a sudden opened up brand new doors. So how long were you going after Jerry? Do you know? Do you remember? Uh, a Jerry long time. <laughs> a very, a very well, long like, time. Like a, a year? A uh, couple yeah, years? Six months? Yeah, eight months? No, it's probably uh, over a year. And and what did that look like? I mean, you know, cold calls, I mean, walking into open houses? What, yeah, what? like, I mean, I probably would call him up and I was like, uh, uh, Dude. like, I was nervous, you know? I, of course. You know, I had been shut down so many times and this was Jerry Lamott. But um, it was it took a while, but it you know I like to say I was persistent, and I think I was. I don't think I was as persistent. I mean, I wasn't stalkerish, but I I definitely took every opportunity I could to meet up with him, and I did a lot of homework on what he liked. I know, I know. No, this he is still good. Does. I like this. What, what kind of homework? What, like like uh, stalking? Yeah, no, like but like asking people, like research. Mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah, researching, pulling Google, you know, I don't even know if I Googled his name. I don't know if Google was around. I was going to say, yeah. I don't not, think it was we around. We didn't have social like we have now. Yeah, I knew that his family and him and his wife loved Montana. Loved Montana. Yeah. They loved being on water in Montana. They have a house in Montana. So I think that was kind of the, the moment where I'm like, okay, well, I talk about Montana. I've never been in Montana, but if I talk about it, Maybe he'll listen to me and be intrigued to actually have a conversation with. So good, dude, John. So is that what happened? That's. I think that's how it happened. Well, it happened because we saved a deal that was really tough, and we got. That's how we really got the relationship. But you got a chance. But, it, but at least that gave us the opportunity to have relate, like a, a conversation. So, what other question do you have? Um, if you were to sit down with somebody who is wanting to do what you've done in your career over time that they're like, you know, newer or, or established, you know, yeah. five years in the industry. And they're trying to like have their hundred million dollar year. They're trying to kick through. What are the non-negotiables that you would define for them as either activities or mindset things or things that they need, like that, that they need to have or do to, to be able to do what you do. I'm still working on that. that yeah, no, look, I, I mean, I, I I know you're on your journey still and you're well, not like no. I've, I've made it. I've been, I've done it. No, no, I'm just still a dishwasher. I uh, fair enough, which I love that perspective because that's yeah. what top producers have to do. You have to continue to evolve and learn. No, I think, um, I think having a system in place, which is the thing that I'm actually, I, I, I've looked back on and I'm somehow I, I did like, to me, I'm just like the normal guy, the normal hundred million dollar right? producer guy. I'm like, there's nothing fancy. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh -huh. not whatever, but, uh, looking back, I think, um, if we can look back and say, Hey, what could I've, I done better and what can I do better now? It's having systems in place. Sure. Like on Mondays you do this. Yep. These are your tasks. These are your duties. These are your calls Tuesdays and so forth and so forth. And that I'm working on now because somehow uh, let's be honest. Somehow I, I worked in a mad kind of way and it just happened yeah but I, I i also think that there's method to the madness and and what i mean by that is um you can't not work and mm. get those results mm. so so there's 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 clearly there's something in that in that context and so like for example what would a week or so look like for you in terms of work like 
what time are you starting work? What time are you going to oh. work? What, what does it look like from a just a just <clears throat> so I get up like three thirty in the morning, four in the morning. Stop it. Yeah, but I also go to bed at eight thirty nine. I'm like <laughs> okay. an old, old, old cow. But uh, yeah, I get up early. I I go to work out. Working out is extremely important for me. I mean, that gets my head straight. Like you know, we all have those rough days. Yep. Um, get up, go to work out, go home, say hello to my family, uh, and my you know, kiss yep. my wife goodbye. Go to the office. And then uh, what I've been doing is I've been having uh, a list that I created the night before. Nice. But before I do that, I actually do the, um, my coach, Andy, Angie Wisdom, yeah. created an awesome journal book yeah. on gratitude and, you know, okay. what are three great things to win the day? Yep. Um, and then you reflect on it. And then I also do the five-minute journal. So that, that get that going to get my mindset going, to get myself in a positive mindset. And then I get to uh usually i call my team up and we you know if there's possible issues we talk about them yep but then it's just you know calling calling and calling <laughs> it used to be driving and driving and driving but it that did doesn't... it did and that, now it's calling and calling maybe it'll be driving and driving again very soon um so when did you when do you kind of quote clock out and that's hard for originators because uh, we, we stare on our phones all day I, like i don't think there's a time i clock out which is the unfortunate part so this is but this is good for somebody who's looking out there being like i want to be i want to do what john does okay well you got to be willing to put in the work and the sacrifice yeah. that john does um because i know for a fact that you know most people like you they, they don't turn their phone off they kind of have it they're, they're there for customers at nights and weekends they're yeah. for realtors nights and weekends date nights yeah and they're, all of a sudden you know you're interrupted with the customer you gotta yeah. balance you gotta balance that's hard that's hard it's hard to do but it's also a sacrifice you made over the years that have made you into the producer you yeah. are and, and given you the reputation you have in the industry. I, I think when you're younger and you're, you know, I, I say younger, younger in the business, I think you do have to do a lot more sacrifice um, initially. Before you get balanced. Before you get balanced. Yeah, I think that's part of the game. Um, now, I think the hard part is, is balancing out family, which is my number one priority. And that's yeah. still, I'm, I got to work on that. And that's a, that's yeah. a tough thing. Well, but for the, the people that, uh, no, no. the people that are, are out there that, you know, their goals to hit hundred million plus, you're going to have to sacrifice weekends and nights and, um, a lot of your, your personal time mm -hmm. to get in the door, but it can be done. Um, it, it can, can be done. Be, well, it's your, your living proof. Uh, it can be done. <laughs> so let's talk about, for for a minute, um, scaling support staff, uh, and that for a conversation because I, I want to do a couple things in this piece. Um, normally, no one gets one hundred million dollars on their own. You got to have support. You got to have somebody helping you out. Oh yeah. Um, but at the same time, I hear originators make excuses like, "Well, if I only had three assistants, I, I'd be a hundred million dollar producer." And I'm like, "No, you wouldn't, because you don't do the actions that would that would no. reciprocate that." So it's it's the people get you there, but it's not them alone aren't isn't the answer. But under that premise. Um, when when how has sales support changed your business and let's unpack that for somebody else who's trying to understand how to do this right and by the way i get it's still an evolution and you're learning every day every but, day but you still have a lot to, to to a lot of past to share on yeah so uh you know lily lily's been my you know i have two amazing assistants lily and brooke lily's been we've been a team for um i want to say Five years now and yeah. actually maybe yeah five or six years yeah that's when i hit my hundred i love she, it she she what she's 
she thinks like I do. She's driven by uh, success as Love far it. as winning relationships. She's driven by taking care of her family. She's got yep. two amazing daughters. Um, and she really, really knows her stuff. I mean, and, and, and you know what? And she sacrifices a lot of her time too to win and and get our business where it you know where our goals are so um team's really important now teams i lily's not going out and calling on real estate agents what is she doing she's winning our current clients and new clients by handling the loan from start to finish she's created a, an amazing process and she's so easy to talk to but she's not I mean, she's winning clients from our, you know, referrals from our current clients, but she's not, I'm, I don't have her knocking on doors or calling agents and, and doing all the, the grind stuff. So, but this is a good delineation of duties that I want to just unpack and have a conversation around because I want people that are trying to scale their own teams to understand how to do it in a right way. Um, have you done it in the wrong way before? Did you have a, did you, a, a time? Oh, yeah. And what did you learn or what happened in that? I don't know if I can say that one on <laughs> There's people that know me, uh, but I, so, yeah. so before we, we don't have to dive into the ugly truth, but I want know to know who understand. you're hiring. Yeah. Know who you're hiring. And you know, like I've made I, hiring mistakes. I mean, everyone has. Yeah. I mean, even do like, you know, like everyone talks about disc profile, sure. you know, um, but really know who you're hiring. It has, they have to align with not only your personality, but your like your goals and your, and, and they have to be driven. They have to treat your business as if it's, their business ownership 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 yeah they it's hard it. to find it really is really hard because you know it, it's not it's your business mm -hmm. you know so so i get that, it's, that that's where it gets really hard to find but now it's our business i like that that's that's the difference though that's the shift yeah you find somebody who makes it our business and all of a sudden you can get to 100 million yeah so in terms of client handoff and kind of her at what point in the transaction does she kind of take over um, she normally will take over once the client has completed the, uh, online application. Um, yep. and from that point, then she's going to do an introductory call. And thanks to you, we created like videos now. Cause I I've seen some of those the, look good. Yeah. Well, it's a work in progress, <laughs> but, uh, so the, the, the cool thing is, and I, I also preface this, you know, if you're building a team, make sure you communicate the, who your team is and, and what, when those clients should expect to hear mm -hmm. from them because if you don't and random person Lily calling. calls they have no idea who it is it's not good so you just communication is key especially okay. when you're building a team i know i went off on that but i just no no they that. need to hear it everyone needs to hear it because again it's it's it is a secret weapon to, to catapult your business i really believe this the gr a great team is a way to catapult your business but people want to make it a crutch that I'll, i need that to catapult my business and and, and it's it's not that simple no, just adding a body doesn't just take you to hundred million. No, it, no, <laughs> no, it actually it can take you the other direction real fast. Takes your balance sheet down. <laughs> um, so if you were talking to a $50 million producer, which in my opinion is an amazing producer, that, that's a lot of business. That's they're, yeah, they're, that's really they're doing numbers. a ton of loans. Um, and they're trying to become a hundred million dollar producer. What key advice do you share with them? I mean, yes, you, you did get into their business and understand what they're doing, their activities. But apart from all that, the biggest advice I can give is stay in touch with your clients, past clients. 
really, really important. And I'm not good at it either. It's really hard to do. I have actually, that is my goal this year. And I'm doing, I'm, I'm actually gonna, it's, it's really tough. It is tough so because hard, I'm going to call clients that have probably bought three houses since I did their first purchase or yep. refinanced 10 times. And I'm going to be like, Hey, it's John Farrell. And they're going to be like, who? I thought you forgot about me. Yeah. Or you forgot about me. That's the key. Like your client database are your cheerleaders. If you did a good job and you wowed them on whether it was a refi or a purchase, touch base with them at least <laughs> once a year, at least. And that's something for all of us. I'm not good at it either. Like I, that's my goal this year. Like I, I, I said, I'm going back to simple stuff. If you want to go from 50 to hundred million, talk to your clients, past clients, your leads, you know, anyone. Yeah. Weird. Not rocket science. No. Well, here's what I want to take the remainder of our, of our conversation. Um, you've talked now a couple times about going back to simpler stuff, going yeah. back to the, the foundational stuff. Right. Um, I want you to unpack what all that means for somebody out there, because I know for a fact that the foundational stuff is what got us to where we're at. Yeah. And so when you say go back and we've had a pandemic, we've had insanity, we've had lots of stuff going on. What are those foundational stuff? What, what are the simpler stuff? What does that mean to you? Uh, it, picking up the phone. Yeah. Um, you know, being empathetic to your, your, your clients, your realtors. I mean, I, I know, Hey you guys, they're the realtors are having a tough time right now. There's no, there, I mean, yeah, I don't even want to bludgeon the whole thing of no inventory because in, in no inventory inflation, we all hear it, it's just nonstop. But reach out to these people, try to like help their business, figure out ways to help their business. Mm -hmm. um, you know, check in on them, see how they're doing. Like that, that's my one key thing that I, that we all, our whole industry so needs to get yep. back into. 100%. You know, 100%. I did a, uh, so on this road to 100 call that I'm doing, right? Um, you know, there's some really strong producers on there, 60, 60, $70 million producers. And of the 27 people I asked, hey, how many of you are going back out into the communities and trying to find your agents at open houses, broker previews? And I know inventory and the house move fast, whatever. I saw Mark Bowie the other day at an open house in Garden Grove. Love Mark on, Bowie. He's the best in the world. He, he, he's on, he, he, he showed an open house in Garden Grove and there are 40 people at it in a line. And he's there hanging out, kissing babies. And I was like, that's the smartest guy in the world right there. He's just walking through the line. He, yeah, he's just there with the agent and the line. You gotta love Bowie. And, and, but this is my point is like, you talk about the simpler times. Yeah. What everything John just said boils down to caring about other people. Uh-huh. Intentionally reaching out and making connection to those people. I mean, John just asked, ask them how they're doing. Like, <laughs> that wasn't anything about, my, here's my 30-year no. fixed rate flyer and like, here's my payment. Everyone's like, do cash out now. You don't want to call a client and say, hey, cash out. You need cash out. It's just not a, it's not a good way. Like, maybe ask them how they're doing. Yeah, ask how they're doing. How are their kids doing? You know, sorry to hear about the divorce in, in an age where everything's becoming so digital and sterilized. Um, I, I, it was great that you're my first guest on this, this hundred million dollar producer, um, season because the core reality of relationships matter has been yeah. one of the themes that we've just been hitting on over and over again here today. And it it's, it's the bulk of what's going to carry you to hundred million is going to be yeah. core relationships that you have and the people that care yeah. about you. And for me, it's going to carry me to the other goal that I set. You know, again, it's something we all have to do. So I appreciate you having me on. 
Well, one more thing, John. So um, I want to end all of the $100 million um, uh, series with this question. What do you owe your success to? Good question. Yeah. And I'm sure there's lots of things. It doesn't have to be a, a single answer. It doesn't have to be, you know, this moment in time. It could be multiple things. It got getting emotional. I didn't mean to take it like super emotional town either. That wasn't my intent. It's not, not uh, a trap. Uh, wow. I. You son of a gun. <laughs> uh, I owe I owe it to my family. My family is. Yeah. Everything. I mean, I they've. I owe them a lot and I owe my, I owe everything to them. And you know, they're, yeah, my family, they've been there for me all the time. So love you, dude. Appreciate you. <laughs> Good man. Thanks dude. Hey, thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the modeling podcast. We're going to be guys. back with more hundred million dollar producers <laughs> talking about how to get there. And, and I'm going to leave it with this on John's comment. As much as we sacrifice to drive our results and our success, <sighs> Never forget the people that are around you holding your back and sacrificing with you. So take that and thank someone today. Give a loved one a hug Bye, guys. Today. Take care. We'll see you on the next episode.